Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Everyone, this is the other side of midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. I have gone from being a pretty enthusiastic supporter of congestion pricing when it was first proposed, at least in the New York area, over a decade ago, to being a tepid supporter of congestion pricing, to being kind of, I don't know, agnostic about it, to being the world's biggest opponent of congestion pricing. I have come to believe that the congestion pricing scheme that they are in the process of implementing is a total boondoggle. It will do absolutely nothing to reduce traffic congestion and it is just a tax on working class New Yorkers like me who happen to live in areas where we're not well served by mass transit. Well, every day it is becoming clear what a boondoggle this is. What do the city's Police Benevolent Association, the Trucking Association of New York, and Uber have in common? They have all lobbied state officials on congestion pricing. Major companies, trade groups, and nonprofits have poured tens of thousands of dollars into lobbying firms to argue their case to influential state and city officials on how much motorists should be charged to enter Manhattan south of 60th Street. Deep-pocketed companies with a lot at stake, including Uber, Lyft, UPS, Avis Car Rental, they've paid lobbyists to grab the ear of key officials. Lobbying efforts have been targeted at Governor Kathy Hochul, along with the head of the MTA and other officials at the MTA. For several companies, this tolling plan will represent a huge new expense. The fees are expected to run between $5 and $23. Now, part of the reason I'm mentioning this is because if we're making traffic policy to raise revenue or to reduce traffic congestion. It shouldn't be because the right companies paid the right amount of money to the right lobbyists. It should be that that's what will reduce traffic congestion. The other reason I'm mentioning this is because I'm betting if you're on the road right now listening to me, there's a good chance you work at this time. And I don't know about you, but I don't know of a lobbying group that we can hire for overnight workers. And because our people don't have a lobbyist fighting for us right now, you can bet that we are going to be taking it in the rear on this one. Even though we are not the cause of the traffic problems in Manhattan, because we don't have the right lobbyists, we're going to be the ones most hurt by this. Take it to the bank. Beam me up! To be continued. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. The Other Side of Midnight. 
I know this may seem like a silly reminder, but I am mentioning it for a reason. When you see a stop sign as a driver, those stop signs are meant to be paid attention to. Please use them. I read about this story a couple of days ago that has just stayed with me and has really just broken my heart. A car ran a stop sign in upstate New York, and it crashed into a school bus that was returning from a field trip killing the driver that ran the stop sign and i mean that's sad in of itself poor guy was 73 years old and it even killed his dog who was in the car what's even more sad is that this collision with the school bus injured a student and staffer and ignited clouds of smoke and flames that's according to police william firestein 73 years old failed to heed a stop sign on Webster Road in the town of Webster on Wednesday afternoon, and his sedan slammed into a Wayne Central School District bus carrying 22 children. The collision sent both vehicles off the road as they burst into flames. This shocking video, which you can watch, I'm not going to share it because it's just, to me, so heartbreaking. It shows billows of smoke rushing from the burning vehicles as first responders frantically searched both the bus and sedan to make sure they were empty. Firestein and his dog were killed in the crash while one student on the bus was rushed to the hospital with a leg injury. The other students and two adults on the bus managed to escape the vehicle before it caught fire with some of the kids suffering minor injuries that were treated at the scene. A second school bus was dispatched to pick up the students and teachers at a location they were taken to about a half mile from this deadly crash site. Thank goodness the bus driver and the two chaperones that were on board all acted quickly in terms of getting everyone off the bus because if you look at the scene of this bus in flames, I mean, it's just staggering. This could have been a total unmitigated disaster, but there are few things sadder than an older man dying, but one thing that I just can't deal with is a dog dying because of one simple mistake. William Firestein didn't stop for a stop sign. Please, I know it may sound silly, I know it may sound obvious, I know it may sound trite. Whatever you do when you see a stop sign, stop and look both ways. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Mayor Eric Adams, who vowed before taking office to run a transparent administration, will start only allowing reporters to ask him whatever questions they want once a week. He made the announcement yesterday. This new policy will start on Tuesday when Adams said he plans to hold a press conference dedicated solely to answering reporters off-topic questions. Here is Mayor Adams yesterday. We're going to have one day a week so I can do the business of running this very complicated city. And that's, the, that's what is done. Michael. 
So since taking office, they instituted an unofficial rule whereby you start off press conferences by only answering on-topic questions pertaining to whatever announcements he's making, and then it's typically followed by an opportunity for reporters to ask questions unrelated to the announcement, so-called off-topics. This new policy limiting off-topic opportunities to once a week falls very short of the standard that was set by all of the recent mayors, Giuliani, Bloomberg, de Blasio, Dinkins, Koch. This is ridiculous. When de Blasio was mayor, according to his former press secretary, they would hold four pressers a week. And there were no on or off topic rules. It wasn't perfect, but they couldn't stop reporters from asking the questions. In addition to restricting what type of questions journalists can ask, Adams has declined to regularly release detailed schedules on who he meets with every day. De Blasio used to release these schedules on a quarterly basis. Adams has only done it occasionally since taking office. And these new press restrictions come in spite of the fact that the mayor said after winning that his administration would be clear and transparent. Do you find this to be clear and transparent at this press conference before walking off without taking any off-topic questions? Adams echoed his argument from 2021. He said no mayor in the history of the city has been more accessible, more approachable, more on the ground than I have. I would beg to differ. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Well, the U.S. Supreme Court has once again disappointed me. We learned yesterday that the U.S. Supreme Court will not hear a challenge to New York's 2020 election reform laws that raised the threshold for third political parties to appear on the ballot. New York, under these laws that Cuomo signed three years ago, now has among the most restrictive laws in the entire nation in terms of limiting voter choice, in terms of keeping alternative candidates off the ballot and all sorts of other things. Although I don't remember Major League Baseball or any other companies boycotting New York because of our election laws, which are significantly worse than Georgia when they were boycotting Georgia. In the past, to achieve statewide ballot status, minor parties, or any party really, needed to earn 50,000 votes for their candidate in the previous election. In other words, they needed 50,000 votes to qualify for the ballot every four years. Rules that had been in place for decades, I think since 1938. The law passed three years ago now requires that minor parties garner 130,000 votes instead of 50,000 votes or 2% of votes cast. Failure to do so means removal from the ballot in the next election cycle. Additionally, you now have to meet this test, this qualification test, every two years rather than four. You have to go in both the gubernatorial election and the presidential election. As a result, the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, the Independence Party, the Reform Party, the SAM Party, we're all out of business. We did not reach that threshold in the 2020 elections. While the Conservative Party and Working Families Parties have maintained that ballot access since then. Candidates can also run on two different party lines under New York state law, which makes these minor parties in New York unusually 
powerful. The Green Party and the Libertarian Party filed suit against the law, but the U.S. Supreme Court concluded that New York's historic threshold increases are not severely burdensome because they remain at or under 2% of the electorate and allow the continued existence of two fusion parties, but they disregarded critical facts demonstrating the severe burdens imposed on minor parties that do not nominate by fusion, including parties that actually act like third parties, namely the Green Party and the Libertarian Party. So this is absolutely awful. The only hope to get New York back to some sane place in terms of election law at this point is the New York State Legislature. And that looks to be a fruitless endeavor. Beam me up! To be continued. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.